0: Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mother She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my guest for the first show of 2023 is Mary Trump. Yes, I'm excited. Yes, I love her. But before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, listener funded and woman run. Visit Patreon.com slash Start Me Up to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get two bonus What's Up episodes per week. Kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and talk about whatever is on my mind. There's also an ad free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit Patreon. Dot com slash start me up. And now please enjoy my conversation with Mary Trump.
1: Welcome back to the show, Mary. Kimberly, this is so exciting. We haven't talked in a while. It's a new year. Yes. And, and- <laughs> perhaps most excitingly, uh there's the eighth vote for Speaker of the House going <laughs> no. on. So
0: how holy how can anything be holy crap. Well we're gonna talk about that in a minute, but I have other things to ask you first that I need to find out first. Um, mm-hmm. But I also just have to say, first of all, you asked me to be on your show on election night. And I just have to quickly tell you, which, first of all, thank you. But um, it was so funny because I maintained an optimistic attitude throughout pretty much the last several months. Mm-hmm. You know, leading up to the election, I was following Simon Rosenberg and Tom Bonnier and all the, you know, Christopher Boozy. I figured that they had a better take on the situation than what we were seeing from all of the traditional, mm-hmm. you know, and, they, and that's true, they were. And yep. so I felt pretty good. And then on election night, I started getting very panicked. And mm-hmm. okay, so right before I had to go on your show, I had a little bit of time and I was watching MSNBC and I watched uh, Marco Rubio win and I watched DeSantis win. And this was not at all surprising, but it just killed my spirit. And so mm-hmm. then I go on and I'm, I'm alone with Jennifer Rubin, which, first of all, thank you for that opportunity. <laughs> To have that like alone time with her, (laughs) but it was so funny because then you came on, and you pretty much we weren't on air yet, but you were echoing like my the way I felt, and Mm -hmm. thankfully we had a pretty decent outcome that night. But it was like that was really scary. And I don't like that. And we were talking about on the show how elections used to be exciting and fun. And now it's mm-hmm. just like stomach churning and horrible because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's fascists and it's really about yeah. saving our
1: democracy.
0: So anyway, I just had to throw that out there. And I again, I wanted to say thank you for having me on because that was super cool.
1: <laughs> it was super cool. And, and, and I don't think uh, we, can, we can afford to have – uh these experiences alone because they are so fraught Mm -hmm. it's unsustainable i mean it it is unsustainable that every election be the most important election in our lifetime that democracy is always on the ballot yeah you know so i do feel like the midterms were a turning point there and and i think um we had every right to be optimistic and quite honestly uh it was a blue tsunami yeah yeah we lost the she seats in the house but we were supposed to lose 60 right you know and look what's happening because of the very narrow majority uh, majority of the republicans have um yeah. huh. so i i think that uh sometimes when when you're going against the the tide uh everybody else in my orbit was very negative mm-hmm. about the midterms um you kind of like I was airing on the other side. Mm-hmm. Like I really thought that Cheryl Beasley and uh, Val Demings had had real shots. Yeah, and you know they didn't yeah, <laughs> for various reasons. Yeah. So I think that's like the fact that that we were disappointed about DeSantis and mm-hmm. Rubio suggests that um we were definitely a little too on the optimistic. Yeah. Things, but... <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, okay. and, and,
0: and we know that, first of all, the Senate and uh, governorships are not gerrymandered. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's – I mean, I, I will say I did hear the argument that when, when uh, like, let's say Texas or, or even Florida, when a state is dealing with decades or, or maybe not decades, but just like years and years and years and years, elections and elections filled with gerrymandering, they yep. start to lose hope. And they don't vote. So even though, you know, in this, say, like in the 2022 elections, um, I think it could have happened, right? If if enough people would Mm -hmm. have shown up to vote, I think we could have overcome it. But I think the people are so used to... Feeling like there's nothing that we can do about it, and so many people stay home. Half the electorate stays home all the time, and I wish that there was some way we could convince them not to, because it can be overcome. It just we have to do it in numbers too big to ignore. So, you know. But also,
1: Kimberly, I think it, you you make a really good point, and and it's it's on the one hand, people um, who are sort of gerrymandered out of having any rights. Uh, that's true, but. It also changes the culture. Yes, because it makes it seem like Mm -hmm. the right wing is is in the majority. Yeah. Yes. Uh, You know that there are more of them than there are of us, Mm -hmm. and and you know we can we cannot discount the uh, power, the enormous power of incumbency. Mm -hmm. You know, look what happened in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Stacey Abrams came very, very, very close in 2016, and she got trounced in 2020. Or sorry, yeah. 2022. Right. Uh, so, you know, people are lazy. <laughs> they go. Oh, the guy's already there. Let's I just keep going for
0: him. Okay. Well, quickly, I want to ask you. I know you launched uh, the Democracy Defense Fund last year, and I'm mm-hmm. just wondering how that's going. It's
1: great. Um, we we had a really successful. For we started in April, so we had eight months. Mm-hmm. And. Um, the plan, you know, we're going to consolidate this year, and then uh, in future, I really want to start uh, getting involved in primaries hmm. because you know there were a couple of Democratic primaries that uh, really went the wrong way. Yeah. I, I can't—I'm I, terrible with names, but uh, mm-hmm. there was a race in Texas mm-hmm. between an incumbent—a a Democratic primary, the incumbent was it is an anti-choice asshole <laughs> and his uh opponent was this very progressive um latina woman and uh Nancy Pelosi whom I adore mm-hmm. said we always back the incumbent and i think that's just not wow. yeah. that doesn't work right um and i think uh as Awesome as Mandela Barnes is, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that in Wisconsin voters want somebody yeah. who's endorsed by Bernie Sanders. Yeah, you know, I think yeah. uh, his prime. She had one of his primary opponents would have been better for a general election. You know, so we're gonna gotcha, yeah. start doing that. Um, hopefully, um, in the run up to twenty twenty four. Very cool, but it's something I'm, I'm really proud of. So that's exciting. Keep, keep I- at it.
0: Yes, and then okay. So I read your Substack, "The Good in Us," "The Tides Sometimes They Turn." So mm-hmm. you offer part this, one. Part, part one. two is coming later. Yes, today. part one, uh, and you offered a fantastic summary of the collective trauma that we've endured during the past six years. You know, COVID yeah. deaths, uh, armed insurrection, basically mm-hmm. finding out that uh, your uncle stole classified documents. Um, Although, despite all of that, and also obliterating Roe, despite all of that, we won. And I actually think that killing Roe helped us win, even though I hate yeah. that. Um, and so yeah. then you wrote, which leaves me in a strange place here on the first day of 2023. I'm not merely hoping that next year won't be as scary or awful or demoralizing. I actually believe it's going to be good. And here's one of the reasons why. For the second time in two years, a majority of the American people rose up and snatched democracy from the jaws of autocracy so yay for that <laughs> and yeah we did right. kind of talk about that but um i think it's so important to remind people because as i mentioned initially uh the you know i focused kind of like an i had an optimistic focus and i mm-hmm. I, I did fight with the kind of i don't want to call it an overwhelming but i felt with the attitude that you democrat you know the you are democrats that are like just always insisting we're going to lose, always insisting mm-hmm. Democrats are weak. And I kept pointing out, hey, look, we, we won in 2017. We won in 2018. We won in 2020. I think we're going to have a, a decent showing in 2022. And it's really hard to try to keep up that optimism because you're called the Pollyanna. Y- you are, mm-hmm. You're told that you don't understand how things work or haven't you paid attention to what's happened before. And I'm just like, I'm the kind of person that's like, just because something happened before, there's no universal law. That says it's mm-hmm. going to happen again. So, you know, we, we can always change what's happening. And so, you know, this, this idea that um, I, I'm hoping that, that voters are finally understanding that, hey, Democrats are actually kicking some ass. We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. We're, we don't claim to be perfect. And, you know, there's, there's always more that can be done. Um, But ultimately, do you think, you know, moving into these next two years, because we're always in an election cycle um, now, it's just always constant, Mm -hmm. um, do you think we're going to see more of an, like, more optimism? Do you think because the the Republican, first of all, we're going to see crazy, more, this is just (laughs) proof, what's happening right now in the House is proof of what they're going to, you know, be doing for the next two years. We can expect more of this. So do you think that's going to help Democratic optimism?
1: It should. Yes, it should. It really, really should. Um, I think that the problem, the sort of underlying problem, is that when Democrats lose, as you suggested, they get really demoralized Mm -hmm. and depressed and Mm -hmm. think that that's just the way it's always going to be. But when they win they're relaxed yeah right. and that's maybe worse because then it that sets up another loss yes you know, when you win that's when you start fighting harder yes because you take that momentum and that energy right yeah, yeah.
0: um
1: but i think the other reason for optimism is that you know uh, i think if if uh, when I, when i was thinking about the piece i wrote and, and the second half of it which is going to be talking about actual moments mm-hmm. in 2022 um, i was really hard pressed to come up with a lot of good things that happened in 2022 mm-hmm. but what i noticed in in thinking about the the few big ones is that they weren't just good moments like the nomination and and confirmation of Ketanji Brown Jackson, mm-hmm. or um, the midterms—they—they they were turning points. Yes. Um, so that's that's going to keep. That means that the, the, those things will continue to be operative mm-hmm. this year yeah. and and going forward. And that's that's really huge. It is
0: huge. I mean, the the, the bills that they were. Uh, unfortunately, we have two. Well, we had two senators that were standing in the way of progress, yeah. which they drove me fucking nuts. But I don't want to talk about them. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, we know this year that we're not going to see huge bills, sweeping bills, getting passed because the Republicans are going to be fucking nuts. So. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that...
1: Is you know, that a technical term? <laughs>
0: yes, it fucking is. So. I love <laughs> fucking nutso. Fucking um, nutso. Yeah, I think that we can look at what, what, what was accomplished. And like you said, they were big deals. The legislation that the Democrats were able to pass, despite those two jerks. Um, yep. It was incredibly impressive. He, he's truly an impressive president. And yep. you know, regardless if you agree with him on isu- every issue, blah, 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 blah. What he's been able to accomplish... In the face of of everything right now with Trumpism, white supremacy, all of it, he's just amazing. I'm so impressed with Joe Biden. And I've said it before, you know, and I said it on Twitter, you know, a lot of us. Didn't think he was even going to get the nomination, and completely mm-hmm. underestimated. I completely underestimated him. So he
1: was seventh on my list. forever. Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. I wrote, a, I wrote a blog saying why he was not going to be the nominee.
1: So <laughs> I was so angry at him, and don't even get me started, Bernie Sanders. Like seriously. <laughs>
0: I know, <laughs> fucking Bernie. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, I was going to say fucking
1: Bernie, but people get angry when oh. you, you diss their saint. And I know, just I him. know. Well, I used to be
0: like a Bernie. I loved Bernie in 20. 20- I mean, I still. You were a Bernie bro? I, I wasn't a bro, <laughs> but I like. I still like what he talks about. And basically yeah. in what I see is Elizabeth Warren is the person who can get all that shit done. Yep. I think he he can talk about it, but I don't know that he has a strategy to get it done. Strategy. He's
1: accomplished nothing. Yeah. Oh, but she
0: can. So she has. <laughs> she has. So I yep. I fell for his vision, and yeah. you know, and I didn't know enough at that time to realize. Oh, I don't know that he can actually get those things done, and right. you know, I mean, but and then I, you know, fell for Elizabeth Warren. I compl- I consider myself a Warren Democrat. I think yeah. she's amazing. Me too. And, um, you know, but they have a similar vision. It's just she, she's fucking fierce. So, um, yeah, okay. What was it? Why I just got completely uh, sidetracked from what I was talking about. (laughs) But (laughs) that's okay. Because what I'm going to do is segue into uh, now, let's go into talking about what's happening in the house. And you tweeted, Democrats fall in love and fall in line, and it's a beautiful thing to see. And this is back to, oh my God, forever we've heard about Democrats in disarray, and now it's all about Democrats in array and Republicans in disarray, and they're all going crazy. So, I mean, I guess, he's, I don't know, while we're talking, has there been an eighth
1: vote? Have you even seen? They're in the middle of the eighth vote, oh and McCarthy's already lost because uh... Gates, Gates keeps voting for Donald. Oh my God. And um, two of the people who've been voting consistently for Donald, Mm -hmm. the Florida guy, have voted for this person called Hearn. Uh Like, I don't even know who that is.
0: So they're
1: just, they are just fucking with us Mm -hmm. and they're making a mockery of everything. Yeah. And that's Um, the bad thing.
0: (laughs) That's the bad part of all of this.
1: Yeah. And... And look, at first, it was riveting and and mm-hmm. it's always fun to see Kevin McCarthy humiliated <laughs> and, or humiliating himself actually yes. and it's I think very instructive for the American people to mm-hmm. see what the Republican Party is all about mm-hmm. on such obvious display, <laughs> but it's dangerous yeah. and it's un it's terrible for this country and um it also just shows you what a bunch of Arrogant, megalomaniacal, just breathtakingly selfish people there. Yeah. You know, when I. Especially McCarthy, like, (sighs) what what does he think is going to happen? I know. I mean, what? Yeah.
0: It's unbelievable because he, you know, the other night, I think he was exiting the building and somebody asked him about Steve Scalise and he just laughed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where's he getting his
1: confidence?
0: I don't know where his confidence is
1: coming from. Well, I think one—he's a deeply stupid person. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the Dunning-Kruger effect is yeah. a real thing. So, to be that stupid and that arrogant, um, we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it serves it Serves as a as as a coat of armor. Yeah, you know, coat yeah. of armor. Is that what? coat so. of arms? Yeah. Coat of armor. Yeah. Suit of armor is Suitable. what I was trying to say. Okay. <laughs> um, so. I'm sure he's convinced in his own little mind because what's the alternative?
0: He yeah, feels yeah.
1: this humiliation. Yeah,
0: but like seven times. Eight. <laughs> like eight times. Oh my God. It's just insane. And yeah, I mean, but that, you know, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, we can all take some pleasure. And it does feel better to watch them lose mm-hmm. as opposed to watch them, you know, watch their success in destroying democracy, that's always never fun. But right. uh, it, it is further degrading our democracy and we, yep. we've been through so much of it and even though everybody you know I don't want to say everybody, but even though a lot of people might say it started with Donald. I think you know we can go back to Reagan, but we can also mm-hmm. go back to you know just the Bush years and everything that was mm-hmm. happening in the Bush years and I'm talking about W and you know I mean it was it was happening then. And mm-hmm. you know, and then Donald just came along. He was the wrecking ball, and just kicked yeah. everything. And and now it's uh, like you said, it's instructive. But then you take it like a, a big panorama look, a global look, and on the wor- world stage, this is incredibly embarrassing and humiliating for us. I mean, I think I think the only saving grace of that is that most of the people around the world understand that this right wing movement is happening, white supremacy movement is happening, and they can understand that it's taken hold you know of our government as well as other governments around the globe and and so I think it's kind of like you know when we watch the elections in other countries, when we watch France and all of that we 're biting our nails too because we're we want them to remain a democracy mm-hmm. and so you know I think that's the only saving grace is that the, I think they kind of understand that the Republicans in this country do not, basically, they're not representing the majority of of us. So uh, enough (laughs) of us, but not the majority. So, uh, you know, here's here's to hoping that continues, but um, (laughs) it's just, it's really kind of scary. Um, Okay, so what I wanted to also ask you about, uh, do you think, okay, let me see here. Do you think that... I'm, I'm totally switching gears and moving on to the 2024 election because we you know we know that desantis right now is kind of the one that everybody's assuming will be the candidate um mm-hmm. and then th- so then there's breaks down into the arguments of he's weak he doesn't have the charisma mm-hmm. um but then again republicans march in lock- lockstep so where do you see things going or what are you anticipating for this race? Because again, this is, it's already started. Uh, you know, I mean, we've got a while to go, but do you, do you think it's like a lock-in for DeSantis? Do you think they're going to maybe surprise us with somebody we haven't seen before or somebody like Glenn Youngkin popping in? Where do you see this going for the 2024
1: election? Um, I think as as Donald Weekend's, which he is. Mm-hmm. I mean just this, this is sorry I shouldn't I shouldn't laugh. Yes I should. It's <laughs> I hysterical. Will. Um you know he he uh, finally comes out and endorses McCarthy after McCarthy's lost mm-hmm. three <laughs> votes in a row and then McCarthy loses more votes the next mm-hmm. time. I mean by, by a larger number, you mm-hmm. know. So <laughs> So remember when uh, Rudolph Giuliani in I don't remember which year it was maybe the mm, 2004 election he he spent like six billion dollars yes. to get one electoral vote. <laughs> That's sort of what what uh, what it reminds me of. Now uh, it's about you know what Donald's endorsement is worth yeah. uh, nothing. So <laughs> um, wow. I I think we're going to see a a situation similar, maybe to 2016, when Hmm. it's like what 17 people, because they're all they they all know that Donald is weak. Mm -hmm. Um, They should know that DeSantis does not play well outside of Florida. Right. He does not have the ability to be a national candidate. Um, and I'm not saying that the the rest of them, you know, the uh, Ted Cruz's or Marco Rubio's <laughs> fucking Marco Rubio. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying they do either, mm-hmm. but they're all arrogant pricks yeah. and they think they, they think do. So. They yeah. think they deserve it. Mm-hmm. So I think we're, we may well see a situation like that and what's sort of a um, beautiful about that is that Donald will destroy all of them in the process. <laughs> he'll destroy the party. He'll destroy them personally. Yes. <laughs> and uh, what we see happening today in the house, um, which is just sort of a microcosm of the future of the Republican party. We're going to see that play out wow. even more widely.
0: Wow. Um, no, I think did, didn't Donald just threaten to... Run independently. I I don't. I can't even remember. Oh, that's so
1: funny. You know when? Remember when he had that big announcement and that we need a superhero. Yes. And it was before we (laughs) realized that he meant a cartoon superhero on a a trading card that doesn't actually exist in three-dimensional space. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. One of the things I thought he was going to announce, other than maybe his vice president or whatever, was that he was starting another party, or Running as an independent, I really thought that the, the, those were possibilities. Um, sadly, we got digital trading cards. Right, <laughs> but I do think if he feels insulted enough, mm-hmm. if he feels threatened and humiliated enough, he would do that. I'm. I swear to God, I think there was an article that
0: I posted about this, and I said, "Go for it." Um, so, he, oh, it would be he, here it is. So, I mean, you think
1: that we're we're running out of popcorn now? Exactly exactly. Please do that.
0: Yes. Okay. This was December 31st, Huffington Post, And the title of Trump appears to float third party threat if GOP won't back him. So, of course, that's my fantasy, right? I think that's a lot of our fantasy because that would absolutely destroy the Republican Party for the 2024 election. And uh, that and I always, you know, when I was on your show, I mentioned my MAGA relative, as I like to refer to her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, I always think about her. You know, it's like I think about because she's full. She drinks all the Kool-Aid. She buys all the bullshit and I'm, like, trying to... I I won't ask her. I won't call. I never talk to her about politics. Um, Sometimes she tries to throw things out, and I just don't take the bait, and, you know, and I just move on to something else. But I can't stop thinking about her, especially during, you know, the House thing. I'm like, is she blaming Antifa? I mean, did, yeah. does, does she think that, you know, this is the Democrats' fault? How, how whatever, Laura, I mean, I don't think, she says she doesn't watch Fox News. I do know she had, I think it was Newsmax put on her phone. So at least, you know, she's getting <laughs> oh, Newsmax. Um, I, but she claims she doesn't watch Fox, and I kind of believe her. But, you know, she, well, li- Newsmax she is
1: worse. it's worse,
0: it's worse. And, and she listens to, uh, she used to listen to Rush Limbaugh. I don't know who she listens to anymore. So I don't know exactly, I know she's getting her news th- there, at least on her phone, but I just like wonder how do Republicans who are, you know, she, and okay, here's how she thinks. Initially she was a, she supported Ted Cruz. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. who supports Ted Cruz? But she yeah. did. Oh. And then she hated Donald Trump until he became I guess president. I don't. I, there, there was a period of time that she had to acclimate, right? And then she went from hating yeah. him to, oh my God, he's the best president we've ever had. So now, wow, yeah. how did that leap happen? Yeah, I, it I don't is know. Absolutely unfathomable to me. It is. I. I mean, okay, but who's gonna like Ted Cruz? Like his own kids don't even like him.
1: Yeah, that's and, true. But so, that is what we need to figure
0: out. Yes, because. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, what is it that, be, and that's what I try. I, you know, I try to get in her in that like psychology, and but I'm not hearing what she hears because I cannot listen to the right. I try to. My father always tells me, Kimberly, you have to listen to Fox News, and it's like I no, don't. I, <laughs> I'm gonna say, Mary Trump said I did it, but uh, right. <laughs> but I mean, I I get enough from them just from the clips that I see on YouTube or not YouTube, Twitter.
1: Lord, you know what they're saying? What do I you know. need to subject yourself exactly. to that exactly. insanity
0: for, for? It's extremely upsetting. I can't even take it. But it's like, I think, you know, maybe that could be the window, I don't know, into how someone goes from I hate him into he's the best president we've ever had. I, I don't know how that happens. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, and,
1: and I, again, in the in future, it, it's not – it isn't Republican candidates and uh, Republican elected officials we need to worry about. It's the people who vote for them. Vote for we, them. We need to figure that disease out. And I just want to say something really quickly, that everything I said earlier about you know, the lead up to 2024, I forgot a major caveat, um, and it, it is whether or not Donald is in a position to threaten right. them. Right. You know Because he has the base. Yeah. He may have the base if he's in a federal prison mm-hmm. for all we know. Mm-hmm. Or under house arrest, which is more likely, mm-hmm. uh, in Bedminster or Mar a Lago, right? Yeah. Um so you know, he he <laughs> one of the things that didn't really get discussed much, uh, which I find weird, even though he directly threatened DeSantis mm-hmm. with uncovering or revealing dirt he had about yeah. them him, is as, as the man, uh, you know, as the most powerful person on the planet for four years, sin for which America will never recover, <laughs> uh, from which we will never recover, mm-hmm. he had the power to get all sorts of information. Yeah. About his political enemies. Mm-hmm. Do we really think he, that's beneath him? Right.
0: <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Oh my God, this is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. All right. You know what? We have to take a quick break, but we will be back after this message. Oh, hey, it's Kimberly. You know, I do two What's Up shows for patrons only twice a week. I talk about whatever. You wouldn't even believe it. The stuff that I get into over there is so crazy. Just go to patreon.com slash start me up and you'll see all the tears. Sign up and be my patron. And I swear to God, I'll be your best friend. Okay, we're back. Okay. Now that leads me to now you mentioned you know him uh being incarcerated or at least house arrest so i ask this i've been asking everybody this and here we are we're in 2023 my prediction has been that if there's going to be indictments which i believe there will be they will happen in 2023 i would guess within the first three months but i'm like where are they already it's it's like come on um and so we've got jack smith we've got all these investigations and you know there's of course The Democratic ears who are like convinced nothing will ever happen I think there's going to be and this is what I want to know from you my guess here is that yes we will see indictments and I think it's just going to be a mix of being satisfied and being disappointed and I think we'll Mm -hmm. probably be disappointed in whatever sentencing if he is prosecuted because it's likely just it's just going to be one judge figuring out what's going to happen one person is going to figure this out and we don't even know who that's going to be yet so right. h- how do you feel about jack smith where are you and this whole you know garland donald indictment jack smith thing
1: yeah first of all i i completely agree with you there will be indictments they will be within the next three months mm-hmm. uh the reason i believe that as well is because there has to be right? mm-hmm. yeah you know we it this is not this is not a sustainable situation um, so if if there's a rule of law it we better start acting mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. as for Jack Smith you know, it's very funny when I found out that Merrick Garland uh, for whom I, I I don't respect him and I don't trust him at all hmm. when I found out that he had uh, decided to appoint a special counsel I was very very angry actually though that's one of my important turning points of 2022 because since i don't trust merrick garland and i don't think he's effective and i don't think he has the guts required to do what needs to be done we are very lucky that he appointed a special counsel and that it's somebody like jack smith so i think that's a really good development uh i don't think Jack Smith will do anything other than look at the facts in front of him and make a decision according to law. What, um, what is it about So, Merrick,
0: what is it about Merrick Garland that you don't trust?
1: Well, I—I I mean, Robert Mueller handed him a roadmap. I uh, to indict Donald for what ten counts of obstruction of justice? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There were all other, all sorts of other potential crimes. And almost every single one of them has reached or passed its statute of limitations,, wow. so yeah. what, what why yeah i mean that that to me shows that he's not a serious person, or that he's uh in his in his desire to be apolitical he's making incredibly political decisions yeah. he's just making them for the wrong side right. of things right right. Yeah. And the fact that it took him so long to start an investigation. It's just... Why wasn't Jack Smith appointed within the first six months of 2021? Mm. Or 20... What year was
0: it? 2021. It was so
1: long ago. Oh, my God. It was two years ago. Yeah, Yeah, two years I hate forgetting that, even Mm -hmm. though Dean Abadala reminds me like every day on Twitter (laughs) how long it's been. So, yeah, I just... I think um, he got... He just got the um he got the instructions wrong. Hmm. His job yeah. was to restore faith in the Justice Department and you don't do that by inaction action that emboldens the side of the traitors. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, and I mean I think now as far we're gonna see Donald indictments, but then do you expect to see I mean I would assume you would Expect to see people like, um, you know, people up in, I call it Trumpco, you know, in Trumpco mm-hmm. world, whether it's mm-hmm. Jared or um, Roger Stone, people like that. Are you expecting indictments for people like them?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know about Jared, but I would certainly for people like Eastman and She's yeah, Bro and right. uh, the, the lawyers, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the D-list lawyers right. um, hmm. who might try not to think about. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we also have much to expect, I think, from the uh, Dominion Voter Machine suit. Um, you know, they'll be potentially be held accountable in other ways. Yeah, I think the, the much more serious issue... It's the people who likely won't be indicted, and mm-hmm. they are the people right now mm-hmm. sitting in the House of Representatives mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. proving once again that they hate democracy mm-hmm. and are simply there to burn it all down yeah uh, the fact that that our systems are so weak that they cannot police themselves it, mm-hmm. is, is a deeply troubling thought. And, you know, we have in the Senate eight people in the House of Representatives, a hundred and something people. I don't remember which ones didn't get reelected, but over 120 people mm-hmm. who are, well, we can't say running our government because our government right. is running right now, <laughs> but who are in a position yeah. of power in our gov- in the government they tried to destroy. Yeah. What how do we how does that work? Yeah, this is just I mean, god, I I don't know.
0: I've heard, you know, I had Jared Yates Sexton on my show last year and mm-hmm. he's usually like just kind of filled with doom. Um but only <laughs> only because he is just explaining what's happening with, you know, fascists and stuff like that. So it's like he sees mm-hmm. the writing on the wall and it's kind of depressing to listen to him. Um, and yeah. it's funny because I didn't have him on for a while, just especially during, you know, leading up to the election, because I was afraid that I, you know, I hate to, for lack of a better word, his truth bombs would just be too depressing. And, mm-hmm. and so it's funny because when I had him on after the election, he was actually more optimistic than I've ever heard him and said, I'm mm-hmm. in an optimistic position. And so like mm-hmm. in the bigger picture here, uh, do you think that we have... Uh, how can I say this? I mean, I, I think, you know, there's there's the political part of things, and then there's just... I remember Ruth Bader Ginsburg said something about, you know, the pendulum always swings from one side to the other. And that's mm-hmm. not just in politics, because it's, you know, it's like this whole cultural thing. And I'm wondering if you think we are at a point right now where it's swinging in the other direction, because we have been... For so many years, including the Bush, I mean, we had some good years with Obama, but then that's when the Tea Party came in. We had the Bush years, then we had the crazy Tea Party situation, and then that launched right into Trump. That's not, you know, let's not forget all the good that was in there, but there was a lot of dark shit, and it it was taking over our culture, too. And so, yeah. do you think that culturally speaking, which includes politics, do you think that pendulum is swinging or in in a positive way, going in the opposite direction? And that's just like a feeling. Are you feeling that?
1: You know, this is this is the problem with that with Ginsburg's statement. It isn't true. that The pendulum very often swings to the right. Like, all the way to fascism. Like, mm-hmm. that's where the right is right now. Mm-hmm. And that's where the po- the pendulum was mm-hmm. for two to four years. Yeah. It does swing back towards the left, but it never really gets much farther than center left. Yeah, you're right. The pendulum has never swung all the way to the progressive end of things, mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> so that crazy. needs to happen. But in order for that to happen... The Democrats, as a whole, really need to start seeing what is happening in this country in terms of fascism versus democracy. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a couple of things give me hope about that. Um, and unfortunately, you know, as is often the case, it, it's in reaction to terrible things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The Supreme Court overreach, like forced even somebody like Joe Biden to s- maybe realize that his that stupid, useless Supreme Court commission <laughs> he put together was not going to cut it. Yeah, that that what's required is real deep reform. Mm-hmm. That the behavior of the insurrectionists and the continuation of the big lie and the fact that the insurrectionists. And everybody surrounding them was starting to normalize what happened on January 6th. Made even Joe Biden start to use the F word. Mm-hmm. Although he said semi fascism and right. he only applied it to a certain wing of the party, but still mm-hmm. that's more than a lot in the mainstream media did. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think we are seeing, you know, one of the other really important things of what was happening in the House right now is that we are seeing a united Democratic mm-hmm. caucus mm-hmm. as um I can never remember her name but the the representative from Massachusetts who who um nominated Hakeem Jeffries today she said it every, seven times 212 right. 212 <laughs> the democrats are the democrats are the most diverse coalition probably in human history diverse in ideologically racially ethnically religiously all, et cetera, yeah. and they are hanging together. The, the Republicans are like a friggin' monolith. Mm-hmm. There's nothing diverse about the, Re- I mean, maybe some are more Nazis than others, but <laughs> right. there's no diversity in the Republican Party, and they can't even use their majority to elect the Speaker of the House. Yeah. So I, I think that all bodes well for for pushing things to a place which, by the way, most Americans want it to be. Most yes. Americans want gun safety. They want, you know, free health care, high quality health care, child care. They want women not to be second class citizens. They mm-hmm. want everybody to be able to vote and on and on and on. Yeah. So I, I think, I, you know, I, I I, don't think it's ever happened, but I think we're in a better position now than we've ever been in order for it to happen. That is a really good point. Um. Okay,
0: there's a couple more things I want to ask you. So the, let's see, what do I want to do? Like I want to ask you the fun question, but I'm going to save that. So, um, okay, I will ask you about Elon. I don't like you say you much. say as if this hasn't been fun. Come on. <laughs> well, it's a more fun question. It's because okay. it's about your animals, and I love animals. But, <laughs> um, okay. but I'm going to save that save that one um, because I have to talk about Elon just for a second. First of all, today he he fucking tweeted out Kevin McCarthy should be speaker. Oh my God, I hate him so much. So,
1: um... you know, oh, that's so weird because, uh, wow, I wonder, I wonder like what, what his politics are because the New York <laughs> Times can't seem to figure that out. <laughs> I, know, huh. I know. I know. It's so, so, weird. It's so He's weird. grotesque. He's grotesque. So and so is the New York Times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I mean, okay, with Twitter. Now, first of all, you've got like 1.6 million followers on Twitter, and I'm pretty sure you don't give a shit about that. Um, you know some I mean I'm I, maybe you know maybe you give a little bit of a shit uh, because it, it is your voice and it's your platform and obviously your your personality and your efforts and all everything that is you that's why you have 1.6 million followers now I have eighty some 1000 I'm just like the the mid-range kind of Twitter I don't even know influencer um, and and the fact that this is happening like I went to I went to Twitter analytics right because I'm the social media manager now for MSW media I don't know if you know that Allison Gill yeah. um, that's awesome so yes, yeah, thank you so now I'm I'm, I'm getting into anal- like the, all the analytics right so mm-hmm. I went to my own because I'd never done it before and I I could see where you know I I reach x M- you know, million people per month, and mm-hmm. you know, certain amount of followers per month. So, f- my, I'd say for the entire year, it was anywhere between. In a- any given month, I would get 200 to a thousand new followers. But mm-hmm. the month of October, um, which wasn't that, was did. We, did Elon come in in November. He came in. Was it right at the end of October? I think that's when he came in as CEO. But it was October. I I was at a loss of like a hundred and some uh, followers, which Mm -hmm. that hasn't happened. So anyway, my whole point here is that, you know, here I am like this mid-level social media influencer. Uh, I had been, I had built this huge Facebook page. It got killed off in 2018, long story. And now here, you know, Twitter, I have dumped my heart and soul into, you know, creating my Twitter platform. And Uh I've met amazing people like you. And and because of my Twitter platform, I'm able to get people like you and really cool people on my podcast. And so Uh now it's like, I can see the numbers are going down, my reach is going down. And Uh I'm not really going to be able to rely on Twitter much longer, as long as if Elon is still in charge and everything. And so I'm, Uh I'm wondering... I think that this gives us an opportunity. It's depressing for me, but still. And I just don't know what you think about this, but it's like maybe there is this opportunity because our social media, just like our country, has had lots and lots of flaws. And Mm -hmm. now, you know, we see Christopher Boozy's coming up. We've got Post. We've got all these, you know, alternatives that are popping up. Do you think, I know this is an opportunity, but do you think we're going to jump on this opportunity to have better social media in this country, where we're not allowing Russian disinformation, it it won't be owned by foreign adversaries and things like that. Do you, again, I know this is an opportunity, but do you think we're going to make the
1: best of this opportunity? It it blows my mind that social media aren't regulated. Yes. It's it's absurd to me. Yeah. I mean, will we? We can't. We don't have the power to do that. Uh, the I would like to think that Congress, once it's functioning, is going to look long and hard at yeah. least the Senate can do this. like mm-hmm. why why is Russian disinformation allowed? yeah, why is a social media platform allowed to be privatized by a maniac who tried everything in his power to sway an election? Uh, why is it allowed for? actual Nazis Mm -hmm. and, you know, the most vile racists and white supremacists and anti-Semites to be um, totally defiling the public square. Mm -hmm. It's just I don't understand why that's even a thing that's allowed to happen, Um, but I mean, I guess what I'd say is, as far as Upper, other opportunities like there is no other twitter and people are like well you know we there we lived without a twitter but you mm-hmm. know what twitter changed a lot it really did twitter there will be a huge loss mm-hmm. if we if twitter goes away or goes the way of mm-hmm. uh you know 4chan or chan yeah. or whatever whatever channel whatever chan. um so <laughs> i think I mean, I'm not leaving. I'm not. I think it's a mistake to seed ground. Yeah, it is problematic that uh, you know. I think we, our posts definitely get suppressed. I don't have nearly the reach. Yeah. But um, what I will say is, I lost thirty thousand followers. Wow. Um, I have gotten almost all of them back. So that's a good sign, I good. think. Yeah. I know what it th- it does matter to me because um, I'm proud of it and I you deserve it. I mean I know a little, I don't know about that but you but do. I I try <laughs> to you know put out content that's useful to people or that's funny or whatever yeah. and um more than anything though it's the community we've built. Yes. God, that exists outside of of the the scum. Mhm you know, uh, I mean, it's harder now, but I had, I had a very heavily curated thread. I only follow people, uh, I respect generally. I mean, I'm, you know, maybe I've missed a couple here and there, but, um, you know, maybe I accidentally follow a couple of assholes here and there, but (laughs) my thread is full of, of like-minded people who are pro-democracy and Mm anti-fascist. And, um, you know, the, I think the biggest change I've seen personally is I've gone from maybe getting 2% negative comments to, like, 50. Mm, And so that's kind of a drag. Yeah. But I still have my community. I mean, I – you know, the 2016 election was was kind of a watershed for me Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And I could not participate on Twitter until the book came out. And I was you know, I was I was isolated before COVID made it fashionable. <laughs> um, so, you know, once I was able to be on Twitter actively, yeah, like I like ninety percent of people I now consider friends I met on friggin' yes. Twitter.
0: I know. I know. I mean, you know, it's so funny because last october jody hamilton i don't do you know amanda wiss she was in better off dead and and um you'd know her if you saw her she's the blonde she was bradley's girlfriend and in, in uh fast times at richmond high and so you know bob does you know jody hamilton uh you of know course. Goth, the goth my, my fellow goth ninja yeah of
1: course i know jody hamilton. and i mean obviously I love, Bob. i
0: love her yes and and obviously bob knew her and then it was funny yes. because I had Jody on my show and then Amanda she's like, You need to have Amanda on. I think you're gonna love Amanda. And then I of course I love Amanda. And I guess Jody had said to Amanda, Hey, do you wanna go visit Bob and Kim? Kimberly. I should say Kimberly. I don't know why I just oh, said I saw Kim. the pictures. Yeah. And it was like yeah. it was so funny. And I've already told this story, but but it's just funny to me because I okay, I met Amanda on my podcast. But it was through Twitter. And it was through Jody yes. which was all through Twitter. And so and then it was so funny because when they were here Bob and I just figured that they had something to do, and they were going to come over here and have dinner. No, they just came to see us. And it's like, yeah, tw- Twitter wow. is a place. I mean, I met Bob on social media, <laughs> so I met him on Facebook, not Twitter. But still, I mean, th- yeah, this social media. Uh, there's a lot of flaws, but it, there is a community here, and it's it, it's going to be difficult if we have if if it's lost. And I mean, I know there're going to be other social media sites where we can all go and I don't know if you know too much about Chris Boozy but if there's going to be a Twitter number two he's going to create it I would I don't know that it'll be just like what we're used to but I'll bet you he's going get to get us closer than anyone else that's just my guess
1: I don't know yeah. we'll see well, so, he was right about the midterm so I'm, yes, I'm willing to, to give him that benefit of the doubt as well and the other thing that's very important and, and again I'm not going anywhere uh, because <laughs> even if you know Twitter 2.0 was invented by somebody like Chris Boozy or somebody else. It's going to take quite a while, of course, yes, <laughs> for it to reach critical mass. Yeah, um, think about. Well, you—I mean, you know this. We both are, are in this this boat. Internally, like, people depend for their livelihoods mm-hmm. on their ability to yes. promote things on Twitter. Yes, hundred percent. I, I mean, that's yes. huge. That mm-hmm. I absolutely. Enorm- an enormous potential loss mm-hmm. if we just give up.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, losing my Facebook page was devastating to me. I lost my income because I was a blogger. I lost all the pages mm-hmm. where I could go post those blogs. I mean, Facebook mm-hmm. wasn't paying me, but I was making money because we were posting on Facebook. And so, yeah. You know, and it's funny because, yeah, nobody's bi- bitching about Mark Zuckerberg right now <laughs> because we're all hating right. on Elon. <laughs> but we shouldn't forget that Mark Zuckerberg is a fucking asshole, too. So it um, yeah. allows Russian Never disinformation. And we, we can't forget that. And You know, there is this new site that I've talked about. I don't even know what's happening. So I'm just saying this out to the people who I know have followed me and I've been teasing this new site. I don't know much about it. So don't ask me it when I know. I'll tell you. But uh, the last thing that I do want to ask you, though, is how are your pets?
1: <laughs> they are awesome. Um, Cap, my kitten, mm-hmm. whom I got for Christmas in 2021, is no longer a kitten. Yes. And she's quite hefty little thing now. <laughs> <Aww>. um, <laughs> I mean, she's still adorable, but wow, I'm not sure what happened. Aw. Uh, Lyndon is doing very well, um, after he had, you know, major surgery last year. Yeah. Um, he's totally on the mend. He's still grumpy, but that's, (laughs) that's just who he is. Sebastian is, is awesome. The, you know, the problem with Sebastian is that he got into the habit of plucking his feathers, so, you know, really worried about that, but apparently there's really nothing you can do, so I'm trying to keep on top of it, but... You know, I think he's—he seems okay, but it's just—it's just, it's just a, a bad habit now. Yeah. So, just trying to keep him busy. And Nemo, my rescue leopard gecko, <laughs> uh, went from having she had like this massive cyst above her eye oh. over the summer. Wow! And I don't know how old she is. Um, you know, so I just and and she didn't eat. She did not eat for four months. Oh so God. I'm just thinking, okay, like she's in hospice. And yeah. like, what am I, you know, what am I going to do? And she's completely recovered. She's completely Good. healed herself. I had to start the worm farm again. <laughs> so she's been eating like 20 to 30 worms a day. Wow. Which, which I grow for her. Wow. And my little beetle tank. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's, I think, um, I think she's immortal. Mary, the worm farmer. I I think (laughs) Nemo is the superhero. (laughs) Oh,
0: animals are just—you know. Bob and I went over to his uh, brother's house for Christmas, and he's got a—it's a a miniature, I guess, labradoodle. But it's not like a toy or that. It's like a mid-sized dog. It's not a big Mm -hmm. dog. I that dog. I I love all animals. You know, when I say I'm a cat person, I'm a cat person because cats are just easier (laughs) to take care of. Yes, (laughs) Um, yes, but same. I, I, <laughs> totally same but I love all of them if I were yep. to have a dog I want that one I, and her mm. name is Sienna. She's the cutest, sweetest little dog. And I don't have it. We don't have any animals right now. So I have to just enjoy vicariously through my guests. And then also when I visit, you know, anybody who has animals, <laughs> just like beeline to the animal. I don't care about the people. Just let me spend time with the animal. And that makes me yeah. happy. <laughs> you guys need a kitten in there. We do. I know we do. We're, we're, we're just trying to figure out our living situation right now. And right. I'm oh, just, really You might move. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not exactly sure what's happening, but um, I'm not... Like lo- location or like apartment? Just like, apartment. We're, we're okay. thinking in terms... Like one of the things that they do here is, and I don't know if they do this everywhere, but they've turned off our ability to put on the air conditioning. We can only turn on our heat. And because... I've never heard of such a thing. I've never heard of anything either. And I'm fucking older and I get hot and I, you know, I have hot flashes and so it's like I I just run hot anyway and we live on the third floor and so and we don't have a cross breeze so right now it's like 70 degrees it was supposed to go up even higher although thankfully it's not getting there but it can literally get up to like 80 degrees in our apartment in in January and so and then the jerks who live underneath me they smoke and they burn incense and it just comes up into my office and and i get so angry (laughs) and and then i so it's like i have to close the window Then i'm really hot oh it's just a mess so yeah we're not sure there's pros and cons of living here but i i believe we are not alone with this whole issue with the heat and who's going to turn the air on when it's 40 degrees nobody but you know with crazy weather it's 40 degrees one day and 70 degrees the next. So I don't know. I just, we'll see what happens. But I, yeah, I think we're, we're considering a possible move this summer. Not sure what we're going to do. But that would also determine if we get a kitten, which I want. And I want two. Right. I want two kittens. Because yeah, 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 you have to get two. You have to get two. All right. So Oops. before I let you go, this was that, that was not my last question. I lied. This is my last question. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what do we have to be hope? I mean, we did talk about a lot of this, but what do we have to be hopeful for?
1: Uh, that I truly believe that, um, between the midterms and the debacle in the House right now and, and the Republicans revealing themselves to be who they are in a way that's impossible to ignore, um, that democracy is going to get stronger
0: Hmm.
1: from here on in, um, and again, the, the Democrats being so united. Yeah. And picking up that one seat in the in the Senate yes. also matters enormously. Yes. It should give all of us the motivation we may need maybe needed because who mm. isn't fucking exhausted? I'm so I know. tired.
0: I know. me too. It's been
1: so stressful. And it's not two and a half years. It's six and a half years. Yeah. Um so this should be all the motivation we need to stay to stay in the fight, and and it is something we need to be doing this every single day. There's mm-hmm. no taking a break. It's 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 a relay race, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you need to tap out. Or hand off the baton, do that, take a break. But we we collectively yes. can't be like, oh, cool, we won the midterms, so we did yeah. better than we thought we were going to do. We'll, we'll see in twenty twenty four. No, this is not how it works. <laughs> this is you know that attitude, or the, the, the app the Republicans is the absolute opposite, mm-hmm. which is why Dobbs was overturned, yes. which is why there's a six three supermajority on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. You know we we need to have that same kind of mentality with the understanding that what we're what we're fighting for is uh for everybody in this country to be equal and have the same rights and to have better lives and that that should uh that should be a lot of motivation and i I think
0: you're right i mean and i'm feeling that way everything that we're seeing even though it's humiliating and embarrassing and all of that it's definitely i think it's going to charge up a lot of us and make us feel you know i mean it kind of was like you know if you try to lose weight the first couple of weeks you don't see anything and right. it's really hard. But then one day you put on your pants and they're a little loose and all of a sudden you're like, yep. I want to go work out. So it's like I just yep. hope that this is like the shot that we needed, the shot of enthusiasm, optimism that we need. And I think we're going to do it. So as long as you're still on Twitter, as long as you're still writing the good the good things about you know our our world, our country, if we're all just going to keep this community going, I think we can do it. I really do. Yeah, so I do too. Yay! All right.
1: Well, before <laughs> I let you go, tell everybody where to find you. I am on Twitter at Mary L Trump, and uh, my Substack is called The Good in Us. Substack is it's a newsletter on Substack. It's yeah. called The Good in Us, and my show is um, on the Politicon YouTube channel uh it's called the mary trump show so fairly easy to find that and And i think that's that's all of my places yes i mean because i'm not really on facebook no
0: but you're huge and everyone knows you so just in case you didn't know any of those things and of course i'm on twitter author kimberly i'm also on post at author kimberly l-e-y at the end of my name my books are on amazon thank you so much for returning to the show mary Thanks for having me, and thank you for everything you do, Kimberly. You're awesome. Thank you. Big hugs. You too. Bye-bye.